Belgian white. Is that like authentic white? No. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be dope to like have your product like in a store. Like Crippicola? Yeah. (laughs) I wonder like do Germans feel bad about the Holocaust and shit? They're like, oh man, it's fucked up. You know Americans don't give a shit about slavery. White folks in America would be like, y'all need to get over this shit. Yeah. And one of Germans are like, damn, we kill a lot of people for no reason. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I mean, they banned like the Nazi flag and all the other shit. Like, you can't have no, like, any Nazi paraphernalia, no salutes or anything like that. Motherfuckers still got Confederate flags out here. I think he's like universally, like, adopted as being evil. So, Hitler? Yeah. Yeah. Whenever someone's really bad, you can call him Hitler. Like, you can't even use his name. He should not be named. <laughs> you fucked up thing. There's someone named like last name Hitler. I gotta change this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Adolf. I gotta, get, yeah. I gotta get rid of this. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> We in this bitch again. 28. Marshall Falk. <laughs> Super regular. <laughs> one of those, Marshall Falk was always one of those, like, all the experts said he was really good, but when you watched him play, you were never too impressed. Yeah. He was directly after, like, Barry Sanders, right? I mean, I wouldn't say directly after, but, I mean, he he was definitely that next wave. Yeah. You know, like, Barry Emmett wave, and then. Fuck, who else was like from the Barry Emmett era? Oh, uh, Thurman Thomas? Yeah, I don't know who that is. Buffalo Bills? Garrison Hurst? No, man. Thurman Thomas. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Garrison Hurst is in that area, too. I always call Garrison Hurst in that area. I mean, what the fuck did Garrison Hurst do? He was a Niner homer. Had the worst injury in football history. (laughs) Oh, good. Better than worse than Joe Theismann? It's up there. there. (laughs) That's not the fucking company you want to be in. All right, what's the worst sports injury ever? That you can remember. That I can remember? Yeah. Worst one. Paul George. Paul George? Yeah, when he went up playing for the USA basketball team and snapped his leg like a twig. Yeah, because it wasn't even like a real game. No, it was an exhibition against like Cuba or some yeah. shit. <laughs> Hit him with that 90 degree ankle Ooh, break. Oh, yeah, that shit was nasty. Shit, gross. Yeah, that shit was nasty. What was dude uh, from college? Which one? Um, The main one. Oh, thanks. Thanks for narrowing it down. When the bone was sticking out of his leg. In college? Yeah. I don't even talk about college. I know Joe Theismann's bone was sticking out of his leg. And then nice. Alex Smith had his bone sticking out of his leg. Nah, basketball. Dude went up to like, I think it was like he was trying to block somebody in oh, the corner. Oh, in basketball? Shoot. Yeah, shooting a three. And oh! Yeah. It, dude, uh, he played for uh, Louisville when they won, a, yeah, they won yeah. a title. I don't remember his name. Yeah. Yeah, his like, you could see the bone on TV. Yeah, I thought it was out. a sock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then cut away real quick. Yeah. yeah, I remember that shit, man. Ugh. Ugh. I heard people in the stands were like throwing up. Yeah, his teammates like threw up some walk off the court. Yeah, that's crazy. Could you imagine like you see that shit? I'm like, all right, timeout's over. You get yeah, out yeah, there, get back. Fuck that. I ain't closing out on shit. I'm not jumping at all. <laughs> Fuck, I'm rolling this motherfucker all down court. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're gonna lose this one, coach. <laughs> uh, so welcome, welcome back. We'll take this podcast episode twenty eight. Twenty eight of them things, man. Yep, it's almost like a grown man podcast. 
Close to 100. Not nah, no, closer to zero bit. than a hundred. A little bit closer to zero than a hundred. Like much closer to zero than a hundred. <sighs> I mean, it's just mad, man. It's close to original in my head. All right, because there's no turning back. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> What's uh, up, man? Shit, much, man. I got myself roped into a shit ton of youth sports. Some of this shit last week. Yeah, yeah. bro. Tomorrow I have three. Three. Yeah, three games. I got a football game uh, at 9 in the morning. I got to be there at 7.30. I got a basketball game at 2. And I got another basketball game at 5. When I say I have these, my son has these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm dropping my ass around all fucking corners of Vegas. Yeah. Other than that, man, just trying to get a little reading in. Finally cracked uh, Atlas Shrug. I've been trying to read Atlas Shrug for like seven years. For real? Yeah. Yeah, I got I, a couple like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just sitting on my shelf. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I know I got it. <laughs> Someone come over, it looks like I'm fucking... Yeah. <laughs> Get to it eventually. Yeah. So, I finally got past the first chapter. I started to stop that book so many times. Yeah, yeah. So many fucking times. So, my, my whole... My goal is to get through that shit. Um, still working away on that fucking platinum trophy. I got a problem. For Resident Evil? Resident Evil. I got a problem, man. I'm like four away. <laughs> it's, it's it's ridiculous. It's such a gigantic waste of time. Like yeah, it's a gi- yeah. it's a ginormous waste of time. And you know, even once I achieve it, there's never like an excitement. It's just like, okay, cool. I don't want to play this game anymore. Yeah, you can't even brag. Oh, who want to brag to? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's nerdy shit. But I don't it's know. fun. I, got, I feel like I got a little OCD. I think that's what it is. Yeah, I'm so close, and I, it's one of those things where if I really like the game, I like to try to get the platinum trophy. Okay, just to I don't know in case anyone ever sees it. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why I do these things. Somebody go to your profile online and like, oh, man, pull you it got, up. Yeah. No one in <laughs> life ever is like, oh, he got the Resident Evil platinum trophy. Yeah. He must have really liked that game. Yeah. No one's gonna say that shit. <laughs> he games. <laughs> he game games. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't get it, man. But I can't stop. I can't yeah. stop. I've tried to stop. I was like, fuck it, I ain't gonna do this shit anymore. Like, this is dumb. Why am I doing this? And then I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, like, fuck, I only got four more trophies to go. All right, all right, let me do this. Just finish it up. Yeah. I look at the trophy list, like, all right, what I gotta do to get these? Yeah. It's fucking, it's ridiculous, man. Don't be like me when you grow up, kids. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? I hope you're doing something more productive than I am. Trying to come up on some auto tunes. Auto tunes? You yeah. trying to make an album? Trying to make a hit. Oh, man, what's the rap name? I don't got one. You gotta, you gotta have a rap, a rap name. Nah, you don't need one. Just come out. He's gonna be Amari? Uh, whatever I am, I don't know. Whatever I am? The people who choose. That's not how rap names work. It, it is. Pretty much. <laughs> Just start releasing songs. And then they name you? That's not yeah. what happens. In the comment section? No, people ask who you are. Isn't it how hard it is to get a nickname? It's a, it takes a long time to get a nickname. You gotta be well known and do some like impressive shit to get a nickname. They don't hand out nicknames. Yeah, so why do I even need to like create one? I want to earn a nickname. But they got to call you something. What, what is it going to say? Artist Untitled? Whatever, whatever profile that I release the track on, that's what they're going to call me. Okay. Profile name. Profile name. Yep. Because I was thinking, man, it's, slightly, it's like, it's not even about like really singing well now or like really, you know, real talent. It's more about <laughs> just creating a, like a melody. So you're saying rappers nowadays don't have good talent? Don't have no, talent. I mean, it's, it's some rappers, you know, lyrics or whatever. It's, you know, still important. But like the regular money, like the regular, you know, people who just make music, mm-hmm. auto-tunes and like a melody, just coming up with like a particular sound. You know, it's not even, you know, you don't even need like pipes like back in the day to really be able to sing or whatever, to, to be that hit person or whatever. It's just, now it's just, can you just 
like put some songs, like some sounds together and make it sound well. It was always been putting sounds together. There was some talent involved. Back in I the mean, day. It's, you still got talent involved. Saying there's no talent involved, I think you are um, doing a discredit to today's like group. I mean, it's talent in making sounds. It's not talent like, like you know, traditional sing- R&B singers. It's not that type of talent. That type of talent isn't necessary now with technology. Like, you don't have to sing very well now. Yeah. Outside I mean, I, I of all terms, you don't have to. I would agree with that. I mean, it's not like it was in the 70s where yeah. you had one microphone yeah. and didn't really have a soundboard. You had, like, them two big-ass reels that record shit. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, man. It's all you need. Have you found any new rappers yet? I know you've, you've been on that shit lately. Uh, not recently, man. Just, I know Richard Kid just dropped some. I'm probably going to take a look at that, but. You haven't listened to it yet? Nah. I can't fuck with Couple Rich. songs. I can't fuck with Richard Kid because of his name. Why not? I, I can't fuck with the name. Rich the, the Kid? Nah. Rich the Kid, he sounds lame as shit. I, I can't, I can't fuck with it. He didn't earn it. He didn't earn it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I heard like a couple of his tracks. I was like, ah. Uh, True. Yeah. I mean, I don't, okay. What the fuck is mumble rap? I hear this a lot where people say, oh, you use a mumble rapper. Is Rich the Kid count as a mumble rapper? I don't know. I've been to Atlanta and it's like they have a different like dialect, you know, even just when they're talking like, you know, regular. It's like a different, a different, you know, a different style. And I think if they just, you know, you're an Atlanta rapper with that Atlanta accent, I think it just comes out like that. And I think they're just trying. I don't know if it's a because I hated that term, man. Like mumble rap, it's like almost a, a derogatory term. It sounds like a derogatory term. I mean, yeah. they treat they say you do some mumble rappers. Yeah, it's never like a positive. No, it's like almost you gotta like you know get a little hostile. Like, what, what you say? What, 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 what? You know, it's I don't know, man. I I think it's just a sound, an Atlanta sound. So I'm looking on Wikipedia. The term was first used to describe rappers whose lyrics were unclear. But the use of the term has expanded to include rappers that generally put little emphasis on lyricism or lyrical quality. So if you suck as a rapper, you're a mumble rapper, apparently. I don't agree with that definition. So what's your definition of mumble rapper? Because you could, like, just rap clear and not be about lyrics and then you're a mumble rapper. That's not the definition I had in my head. I mean, that's what Wikipedia is saying. So at first it was... The, the lyrics were unclear. Like, they're okay. mumbling. I get that. Which makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, but then it evolved to, oh, you, you ain't saying shit, so you a mumble rapper. And Wikipedia goes on to say that mumble rappers tend to talk about drugs, money, jewelry, designer clothing, and partying. Rappers labeled as mumble rappers also tend to use the A flow where they add words such as yeah, A, and uh to the end or start of their lines. Sounds like the Migos. yeah. yeah. I remember a designer was saying something about that, you know, like the A's and how to structure a, a, a bar or whatever, you know, like no, the way we hear things. I think it's bullshit that they, sh- that they, you know, look down upon them. Who? Not this, not the Migos in general, but, you know, rappers like that. Yeah. Because it, there's an art form to that. You can't just throw ad-libs into a song and make it a fucking hit. Yeah. They're creating sounds. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's how we communicate. It's just weird ass sounds that we assign meanings to. That's all language is. Yeah, I mean, not even language. Like, if you listen to, like, the Migos, they make, they don't make words sound cool. They can even make, like, like just audible, no, like, noise, just certain, I don't know what it is, man. Uh. Yeah, not even further than that, like, words that, like, you think it's, they're saying a word, but I can't repeat it. Like, I don't know what the fuck they're saying. Like, skirt, skirt? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not, not, even more than that, like, actually, they're saying words, but I don't understand what they're saying, but it still, it still like, sounds cool in the, in the actual song. 
Mm. I know they're using. I know they can probably write it down. Like, yeah, I said blah 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 blah. But I don't understand it. But it still sounds cool. This was must. This is what it must feel like when you like a white person listen to black people talk. Possibly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like what the fuck are they talk? What are they saying? <laughs> they seem to understand each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I rock with it though, man. Nah, because I saw the Migos on like that carpool karaoke mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. And they killed that shit. Yeah. Like they 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 they, they, they uh, put some ad libs in and some like random ass I think it was like a Celine Dion song or something, mm-hmm. I don't know some fucking crazy. Yeah, just made it hot. Yeah, they made this shit hot. It's like so there's obviously some, some kind of talent in, involved in that. What I think like the derogatory shit comes from is jealousy. Because I think you got these rappers who sitting there fucking sweating, putting together lyrics like yeah, I'm killing with this double entendre, mm-hmm. and no one gives two fucks. Yeah. But you know they hear bad and bougie and everybody losing their shit. Oh yeah, for sure. So I think people get I think when the rappers get upset about it. And I can see, I can understand it. Like if you're an old school rapper and you just see these guys just coming in, just like I said, it doesn't seem like they have the same talent as you. But like I agree, they have a form of talent. They have some talent, but yeah. not just the traditional talent that you assume that you need to be a rapper. But they're still considered rappers and like popular. I can understand if you're like an old school traditional rapper, how you can like take offense to that. Fuck but that. it's like, man, if I'm a new rapper, it's like. I was going to ask you this, dude. Is it? Do you think it's more about money now than just being great? Is it just grabbing a bag? Like, I'm going to get in this lane and just... I think a shit ton of rappers want to grab a bag. Yeah. Very very few rappers now Mm -hmm. strive, I think, to be great. Yeah. Because I think part of it is uh, our fault, just like as as consumers, we've put certain rappers on pedestals and no one's ever going to knock them down. If you ever say anyone's better than Tupac or Biggie, people look at you like you're crazy. Like, even when you have legitimate cases for rappers being better than both of them, mm-hmm. a la, you know, a Jay-Z, um, you know, even out there, maybe a Nas in there, people still lose their minds, like, to this day. Like, there's no way that you can objectively argue that Pac or Biggie are better than Jay-Z. Like, there's no way. Like, everything Jay-Z's accomplished, everything Jay-Z's done, um, just even, like, in rap and outside of rap, but people still do it. It's like, it's like this unwritten rule, no one can ever be better than big in and pop like if you pick one over the other that's fine but if you pick anyone else over them then it's a fucking problem so i think it's like rappers look at it like fuck it i'm never gonna be looked at as like the greatest so who cares let me get this money and not everyone can do that shit right not everyone is a poet because it takes it's it's poetry really that's i mean that's what it is poetry to music so and not everyone can be you know and maya angelou and shit so it's like fuck it all right let me put some out that people like that I'm gonna get mad um, streams and plays and maybe they put it in the movie and I get paid for it. Like fuck it. Hey, if you can get life changing money for coming up with a song, why wouldn't you do it? Why wouldn't you try it? And I, I don't understand like the the shitting on them and you know kind of going back to the mumble rap thing because it what it reminds me of is scatting. Remember scatting was big. Mm-hmm. It was like a, a branch off of jazz. No one talking shit about scatting. They literally weren't saying words. Like, they were just making sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people are like, oh, man, Scatting is so fucking dope. Like, is it? Like, is it really? So 30 years from now, when we're talking about how dope mumble rappers are, like, you gotta listen to this future album. L- listen, <laughs> listen, listen to how he talks about popping Percocets. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's a weird thing. It's like, the further we get away from something, the better it becomes, which I, I've never understood. Because a lot of times music is made, like, in that time period. You know, there's, there's some songs that kind of transcend, but the majority of them, like, it's, it's, Reflective of the times. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I was just thinking about it, man. You bring up a good point with the, the Tupac and Biggie, man, not being able to like knock them off the pedestal. And I don't think they were even in their prime. No, no. Biggie had two albums, yeah. an album and a half before he died. Yeah, it's crazy. 
And Pac, he was only 25 when he passed. Yeah. Like, when did Jay-Z get really nice? Well, Jay-Z started when he was, like, 27. Jay-Z yeah. started after, like, at an age that Pac is already dead. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, man. I don't know, man. It's it's weird. I still put him up top, you know, just because, you know, I guess, you know, honorary or whatever. But I can see how the rappers can just come in and take the spot. Yeah. Right? I mean, they... How great could Pac have been in 25? Oh, he got all these albums. Like, come on, man. But he did a lot to be only 25. He did he a had lot. A whole rap game behind him. He he did a lot to be 25. Yeah. He inspired a lot of people. But if you just look at his music, like while he was alive, he made some dope music. It was a lot of it was watered down because <laughs> a lot of features. And then they stretched a bunch of shit that was unreleased for like from him. They yeah. stretched a bunch of it. It was like this wasn't even his best work. And y'all making albums out of it. He didn't even like this shit, obviously. <laughs> like, he recorded this shit a long time ago. Y'all putting out albums like, oh, look at Pac new album. And then we people use that as a way to tell how great he is. Albums that were filled with songs he didn't like. Well, we don't know if he didn't like them. Motherfucker didn't release them. It wasn't like he was, I'm going like to say, I'm gonna say this one up. He, he wasn't 25. Fuck no. He was dropping albums. Like, you telling me you got a dope-ass song. He's like, I'll fucking love this song. I'm going to hold it back to a later album. No one does no, that you might. No, no, you do. I've heard that happen before with, like, our entertainers. Like, they don't, you know, it just doesn't, it doesn't fit with the album, the, the structure of the album. They just release some other, you know, release on the mixtape or get hot for the next album. I've heard I don't that know, man. Times. I don't know, man. I feel like if you got a, a, a dope-ass album or a dope-ass song, you put that shit whatever's coming up next. Speaking of mixtapes, can we talk about how mixtape Drake is way better than commercial release Drake? I wasn't into mixtape Drake, so I don't know. No, no. Uh, if you're reading this, it's too late. Okay. And uh, that um, more life like playlist. That's what it's called. Those are those are both legit, like legit mixtapes. There was no build up behind them. He just dropped them out of nowhere. We you know opened up a music app one day and it's like, oh shit, a Drake album's here. <clears throat> those are two of his best albums. I think he can split it up. I think like feature Drake is rap Drake. Oh, feature Drake is a whole other level. Feature Drake, a motherfucking assassin. It's like guaranteed hit. <laughs> so, oh, you want me to feature? I'm gonna kill everything on your motherfucking album. Let me hear the album first, so I'll, so I'll make sure I kill everything you got on there. You feature Drake first or last? <laughs> Actually, doesn't matter. Yeah. Feature Drake is a motherfucking monster. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know why. Like, we need more Feature Drake on Drake commercial albums. Yeah, I think the, the albums are for like the singing Drake, the melodies, the you know the ladies, you know those type of songs or whatever. I think mixtape Drake, like Feature Drake, is all right. I'm gonna get these niggas something. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta remind them real quick. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I mean, I'm thinking about because like you had so far gone, I wasn't wasn't a big fan of that. Um, more life was dope. Take care was okay. Views was okay. Nah, views sucked. Scorpion was okay. Nothing was the same as probably his best commercial release. Possibly. And possibly. But that wasn't better than if you're reading this, this is, if you're reading this, it's too late not and more close. like. Not even close. Yeah, not even close. Yeah. It's for the ladies, man. And I feel like he's trying to make hits. Like, that's what it felt, especially with Scorpion. Like, he had a whole R&B, like, section. Like, a whole album dedicated to R&B. Like, what the fuck? Like, it didn't feel like a rap album. And maybe Jerk's not a rapper. I don't know. But he sort of sounds like it sometimes. <clears throat> Light yeah. skin, but I'm a dark nigga. Yeah, Feature Jerk's a monster. <laughs> Super monster. <laughs> I, I, I don't get it, man. Like, I, was, I, I don't get it. But I think it's because he's trying to make hits on like these commercial releases. Maybe he get money back or something. I don't fucking know. I think he's like crazy competitive. Who's so he competing like, with? 
He has to prove, like, when he's on somebody else's track, he has to, like, prove that he's better than a person. Like, you can't, like, Drake, he can't get washed by, like, you know, he can't come on somebody's song and, like, just have a mediocre, like, you know. <laughs> like a mediocre like, version. Yeah, all right, that was, that was Drake, but all right, you know. I, I can't I, think of one mediocre Drake feature. Well, when I listened to it, I was like, meh. It's like, whatever. Like, you know it's a guaranteed hit. We yeah. talked about this shit before. Yeah. You see, featuring Drake, right, I'm going that got first. <laughs> How much do you think he's getting? If 2 Chainz was getting 100 four year, four or five years ago, Drake got to be getting like half a mil. Yeah. There's no way I'm paying Drake half a mil. And I get like half Drake. <laughs> I get commercial release Drake. Yeah, nah, man. Hell, hell, hell. You got to take this back. <laughs> you got to take this back. Bro. Hold my money back. Yeah. <laughs> and you trying to sing with my shit? <laughs> no, nah, man. I don't need that commercial shit, bro. <laughs> Nah, bro. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. I hate when he like tries to sing and all that other shit. It's fucking crazy because Drake is probably one of the best rappers that we have today. Yep. Like he like the shit that he says. He like, says some shit. Yeah, like it's it's fucking dope. But I guess you gotta you know fucking bootstrap that with the singing to keep the ladies interested. Yeah. You can't just come out talking about murdering niggas all the time. Yeah, you gotta keep the fan base, man. I respect it. I mean, yeah, I got no problems with Drake because he gives a lot. And he's, he's taking two public L's. Or no, one public L. What's the other one? What did you think the other one was? Um, the kid? Yeah, but that's all in one. That's from Pusha. That counts as one L. He's taking some L's. What was all the L he took? I can't remember, but I remember early on he took some L's. Well, he, he takes an L for just... Well, I, I, okay, I'm not going to talk about that one. No, say it. Because <laughs> well, say it, man. He took an L because that baby mama fucking... She a solid four. Alright, six. She's a solid six. I gotta look at her, man. I really didn't even check oh, her out. Oh, who, who didn't check her out? I don't remember. She can walk in exactly. right now. Like, if she didn't say I'm Drake's baby mom, I wouldn't exactly. know she is. Exactly. Like, everyone looked at her and was like, for real? That's probably why he didn't want to claim that kid. Like, man, I had a homie. <laughs> so, you, everybody had this shit in, uh, in college, right? Where you have this chick that you kind of, you know... Everybody got that fuck buddy, yeah. right? So, his fuck buddy... Was wasn't very cute, borderline ugly. Okay, one of those. It's four in the morning. I struck out everywhere else. <laughs> Let me call her up. That's 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 the type of face we talking about. He got her pregnant. <laughs> Is your homie gonna watch? like? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't know. <laughs> and the first thing he told me was like, "Dog, if you ever just fucking a bitch, yeah. don't get her pregnant, man." So now I got this ugly ass baby mama. <laughs> Cause she forever gonna be like that's your baby mama like forever. You can't have an ugly baby mama, bro. That's what Drake know. got. Drake got that ugly baby mama. Oh no, I don't judge, man. Everybody's attractive and beautiful in their own way. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay. Cause I mean, I've you can have somebody with like a crazy dope personality and just looks like really matter. If every time you with him, it's like it just feels dope. Do looks really matter? I mean, they matter. <laughs> if you're just trying to bang, but I'm just saying, like, if it's Somebody really right. Say it's you not have you guys aren't intimate or sexual at all, and she just has a dope personality, but she's not crazy attractive. You're not physically, you're not attracted to her. Eventually, you're gonna be like, all right, she's cool. Yeah, we can go out. We can go to the movie. Yeah, okay, yeah, whatever. You're the homie. Yeah. I'm, I'm, but I'm not. If I'm not physically attracted to a woman, I don't think I can have sex with her. Definitely not yeah, have sex. I, but I mean, is, is looks everything? What if all right? What if she was like, she wasn't attractive to you in the face, but her body was super like super nice. Like, what's more important? Personality. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I still need something good to look at. Shit. I don't know, man. 
in that situation, it's not like he's going to be like intimate with her all the time. Unless they, you know, they got together or whatever and they worked it out. But if they just did the, you know, the usual co-parent thing or whatever, you're not with her anyway. As long as I'd rather her be like a dope person than like look super bad. All right. To be fair, it's, it's, so once you get to that point, it's already over, right? Yeah, you can't, over. you can't go back. You can't get plastic, plastic surgery for her. So I, I agree with you. If you're not gonna be with your child's mother, it's better that you guys get along and you know she has a cool. She personality. doesn't look good. It's be, it's better that she gets along as cool personality more so than what she looks like. I 100 percent agree. But nobody wants that baby mama where people like look at her, look back at you, look at her, and be like, "What happened?" Like you don't want that. Like no one wants that. No no one, no one wants that. What happened? Do you moment. care about other people though? Dog, you talking about your homies? Like your homies? Like for real? Like what happened? Like how you meet her? Like once you get that how you meet her shit? See, I never <laughs> think that, dude. I'd be like, all right, man, she must be like, she must cook good, or he's just love her in a different way, like that. I can't see physically; it doesn't matter. Dog, like, that's terrible. If you sitting there, if you sitting there, you see your homie's baby mother, you like she must cook good. Bitch <laughs> 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 must look like a fucking foot, bro. The first thing to come in your mind is she must cook good. Man, she probably fat too. Shit. No, nah, man. I'm just saying. Like when I say that, I mean it's it's. You know, you just think like, all right, maybe she's not super physically attractive, but she's sad. She has something else. Perhaps. That's more important. Perhaps, man. But what I think happened is she was some, some little thought that, Dre, you know, everybody got that little fucking, you know, whatever it is, especially rappers and shit. A little thought that he knew she's probably cool. So he's fucking around with her and he slipped up one time. And when I called, when I said her for her, I was overreacting. She probably a good, when she's made up. I'm pull her up right now, right now. I'm pull her up. A good seven. She. She like someone that you would see on the street, but you wouldn't do a double take for. Her. I'm pulling her up right now. All right, man, pull her up. What you Google? Drake's baby mother? Something like that. <laughs> Sophie Brussics? Yeah. Brassal? Uh... <laughs> first, first sound that came out your mouth was ah! <laughs> like looking at a Hyundai. Like, is all y'all got? <laughs> I mean, she's cool. She's cool. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, like I said, if I'm Drake, yeah, I can see like Drake can have probably any, you know, the majority of the females that he wants. So yeah, he could probably. Drake had J-Lo number. I'm sure he could choose somebody better physically, but I mean, she might have something else. Drake had J-Lo's number. That's all I'm saying. You don't want to have a baby with J-Lo though. Do you really? I don't. If someone was like, Randy, you have to have a baby. You can either have this baby with J-Lo or this stripper. I'm like, all right, man, give me J-Lo all day. I don't care if she's 55 years old. The baby come over down. Hell no. Nah. I'm good. Hell no. Nah. You can, take the, you can pick the, the stripper? Yeah. Why? Explain to me why you want to have a baby with J-Lo. You know how popular J-Lo is? Yeah, sure. Fuck no, dude. What? Hell no. What? Explain unless to me why. I, unless my, my, like, my motive is to like come up off her. Like, I don't want to have a baby with J-Lo. Hell no. Why would you not have a baby with J-Lo? I don't understand. Please explain to me. All right, so when I, I feel like... I really come up on my own, you know, own two feet or whatever, my own devices or whatever. So you're saying like regular Amari has a baby with J-Lo? You can be regular Amari. You can be superstar Amari. No, no, no. In this scenario, you're you're someone like Drake. Someone of Drake's stature. Oh, okay. All right. So I'm Drake. Yeah. I'd rather have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you made it easy then. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. You get it, made it easy. All right. So why is it different for regular Amari then? Because you can't keep up, man. What the fuck you mean you can't keep like, up? Jay, you you, you might get some child support payments. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't care. I'm not thinking about that. I'm not trying to come up off her money or whatever. Uh-huh. I'm, you know, she's just a money bag or whatever. I'm thinking about like, all right, if we're not together, she's going to go out with the kids. She's going to be a... She's still J-Lo. Okay. I don't, nah, man. I don't want fucking A-Rod around my kid. Like, oh, this is right. my real daddy. Like, no, nah, fuck that. <laughs> 
Nah, fuck that, dude. I'm straight, dude. You sound like a feature. Why you take my son to football practice? <laughs> Hell no, <nah>, man. <laughs> no, nah, was, was Sierra fucked up for that? What? When she took baby future uh, to uh, hang out with Russell Wilson at Seahawks football practice? Nah, hell no. Nah. They're married, she, right? No, this is before they were married. Uh, so her and Future had just split, and she had took, this is a long time ago, she had took uh, Hendrix, which is the baby mm-hmm. they had together, to the Seahawks practice, and there was like, and she took pictures of the kid playing catch and shit with Russell Wilson and like posted it. That's no, fine. hell no. That's not, that, hell no, that's not foul no, or not, hell it's no? Not, it's not fucked up. That's not fucked up? It's not foul. She's moved on. He's proven like Russell Wilson has proven that he's like going to be a good father. He's a, he seems like a good guy. Yeah, he seems he hasn't he hasn't taken any L's in life. I don't think Russell Wilson except that interception in football. But I mean, outside that's of his not, personal life, you can't. Blame, I mean, it's not that's a the L's on the coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's not an L. But I'm saying outside of that, he seems like a cool guy. He like, seems like a cool guy. But I, I mean, if I'm future, I wouldn't want to see that shit. That's what I'm saying. Like that wound was still fresh. Like that's, this motherfucker. Yeah, but I mean, that's not fucked. She she got to live her life. I, like, I agree with that. Why would you not like? She's Sierra. She's not like the hottest thing in her. You know, her original. You know, her career is over. Is what you're trying to say? No, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying she's not as hot as she was. I'm sure she has royalties. He just bought her masters or whatever, so she's still getting paid. But just she's not oh, super okay. hot like that. That's so good. she might not be able to like you know be around those circles. But then you got. The opportunity to bring your son to like a national football team's practice and you know be around other celebrities and all that, like of course, that's, not yeah, that's like, my dude. Let's, yeah, not act, let's not act like Hendrix was like eight or nine or twelve and he's like playing football and then going and Russell teach him something. He was a baby, bro. He ain't gonna remember that shit. You know, it don't be the pictures, the video. <laughs> oh my, what the, they married now? Shit. Well, I'm just saying. Just imagine you like you got baby pictures. Like the one time I get upset. Mm-hmm. When I think about Steph Curry, I know you got you know your own feelings about the guy or whatever. The only time I trip out when I see him like a little four or five year old kid and he's sitting there like Alonzo Mourning, you know, knee and all this other stuff, dude. I'm like, you you were groomed to like be this guy. Yeah. You like you, there was no other. There's no other like you had no other option. Steph Curry reminds me of a kid who was like lazy as fuck and was like, I need to get my shit together. Like that's what it seems like because he he wasn't recruited. Um, you know, colleges like people weren't looking for him even when he's on the AAU team. They were like, "This motherfucker." And then he went to Davidson because that was the only place he could go and blew the fuck up. That shit switched on. Yeah, I feel like he was like, you know what? I need to get this. I need to become serious. Yeah, that's that's very much what it seems like. Do you think it was like a gradual change or like just one day he was like, "Fuck, I got stroke." Probably one day. Shit changed. Probably one day. It's like you know you can shoot. Like no one and y'all can't do this shit. Maybe I should practice this shit yeah, more. Let me, let me step back. Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to guard me out here. <laughs> like, Steph, you shooting from the fucking logo. For real? Yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing I trip out about. But yeah, man. I, what you, you say I have my own feelings about Steph. What you mean? You know, just growing up privileged. That's yeah, the only Steph thing. Steph had that white privilege. That's what I'm saying. That's the only time I agree with you. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, you put in time and work or whatever to like. Oh, for you know, sure. For get sure. the stroke or whatever. and all. The, but like, he was like around superstar NBA players he doesn't even remember him I don't know if he could have made it if he had him and Braun switched places I don't know if he could have made it out of Akron Ohio single parent household uh you either go to the league or you're gonna be working in the fucking uh car plant I don't know if Steph could have made it out of that he doesn't strike me as someone who could keep persevering when shit gets tough like, I don't think I've ever seen him do that. Usually when his, like, his stroke isn't on or he's a little hobbled or whatever, he doesn't find other ways to compensate for it. He's kind of, re- re- you know, recesses. I-, I don't know if he could make it. So, I mean, that's why I give him shit. But I, I can't knock the man's talent. He's the best shoot I've ever seen in my life. 
Yes. He obviously works it, but I don't know if had he had a different background, if he'd be who he is. I don't know, man. I put in my, I'll probably put my faith on that he would. I don't know, man. I've not, I haven't, I haven't seen him do anything that makes me think that he can overcome like major hardships. He's the only person in life that I can remember in sports. He's the just, he's the runaway number one. Like, who's the great, the greatest scorer in, in like NBA history? Greatest scorer in yeah, NBA it's history. Up for debate. It's up for debate. Who's the fastest player in the NFL? Who's the the hardest, the best catcher? You know, oh, the best wide. Like, there's it's always up for debate. Who's the greatest shooter in NBA history? No debate. He's playing right now. Yeah, no That's, debate. It's no debate. No anywhere. debate. So I don't know, man. Like I gotta, even if he's not the greatest shooter of all time, and he was, you know, he grew up in Akron or where he took a LeBron spot or whatever. He still, I think, he would still have stroke. But how many people do we know where they had professional sports league talent but didn't make it there? Like you, <laughs> like you see motherfuckers on the basketball court, like this. They can ball, and then they get caught up with the wrong people. Mm-hmm. They just you know start doing drugs, stop going to practice, or dumb shit like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many people do we know like that? Like, I know a handful of people I saw like growing up. Um, you know, going back forth from here yeah. in Detroit, uh, where it's like you thought oh, he's gonna be something, he's gonna be something, he's gonna be something. He ended up going to college and getting arrested or dumb yeah, shit. Yeah, some shit. Yeah, or you know, just not taking shit seriously, and they finally get a little bit of freedom or you know, um, a little bit of leeway. So I, I, that's why I say I don't know. Like I, I haven't seen anything from it. He 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 ain't tough. Like nothing about that man is tough. Yes, he persevered and, and overcame like the ankle injury. But bro, I mean, he had no other real option. Like all right, if I don't play basketball, let me at least try. You gotta be tough in the NBA. But I mean, oh, you want a nigga just running around beating up people? No, <laughs> not, not like tough like fights, but like, like all right, he welcomed KD with open arms. Like so, it's like we we lose LeBron in the finals. Hey KD, come on over. Yeah, we're gonna get him now. I would like to have seen him say, fuck that. We're going we gonna to run this shit back. I'm going to be healthier next year. And we're going to bust their ass again like we did the year before. That's not the NBA. I know it's not the NBA. I know it's not the NBA. But <laughs> that's what I would like to see. As opposed to being like, yeah, everyone come on. You want him to And you like, get a ring. And you get a ring. You want him to be like just Brightburn. Who? That movie, Brightburn. Like the anti-Superman. You want him to have all the talents of being like a great basketball player. But... To be a, a jackass. No, not be a jackass. See, there's this a difference between being like, I want to I show that I can do this and being a, a jackass. He's not a jackass. He can still be the same like goofy, fun-loving guy mm-hmm. and be like, no, nah, you stay over there. You stay in Oklahoma. We're going to run this shit again. But he might that, not have that. I don't, I don't, it doesn't seem that way. What if his, his only goal in life was to be considered the greatest shooter of all time? Well, he already he, got it. And he, he accomplished that. He, He's he, like, he, fuck he, it. This, everything else is just... He might, well, he might as well retire. Yeah, you might as well like, right, but you you're not gonna stop getting range accomplish your goals. Like you still like, all right, I can get this, I can get this. KD, you want? Yeah, come on. Who cares? I'm already the shooter of all time. Fuck this NBA. Uh, poor KD, he still seems so unhappy. Yeah, and you know, so I guess condolences go out to KD. His childhood friend was uh, murdered. I guess over this past weekend or celebrating a birthday. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of it's fucked up. It was like someone he grew up with and yeah. dude got popped at his uh, birthday party. His own birthday party. Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, yeah. So that shit's got to be tough, man. Especially like being someone in KD's position yeah. where you can't trust a lot of people when you yeah. had some woman you rocked with from your child and motherfuckers murdered. Yeah, shit's rough. Yeah, man, that sucks, man. Yeah, life is crazy, man. Yeah, no shit. It's all crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm st- but I still stand by it. I don't think Steph could have come from like regular ass parents and been what he is. I don't know. Because it seems like he fucked off a lot. It, it just seems that way. Steph doesn't have shit. Like he doesn't have like 
Like you remember the uh the Columbine the Combine picture of uh Tom Brady? Yeah. Like he, Steph is the NBA version of that. But Tom Brady's that feels like is like is a competitor. I'm not this is weird. This is weird to say. You're it's weird to Tom Brady. Is well, I think Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. I'll defend Tom Brady I agree. from here to the moon. Just because you can't deny but it, I know the man's accomplishment. But if Tom Brady has that like, fuck y'all, I'm gonna go and show you how great I am. Like there was a play, I think it was like AFC Championship game or divisional round or whatever, when they were playing the Steelers, and the safety, I don't know if it was Ryan Clark or someone else, was talking shit about the Patriots and Tom Brady, how Tom Brady's overrated. So Tom Brady being Tom Brady throws like a 25-yard touchdown pass on the man that safety was covering. Tom Brady ran his slow ass into the end zone to get into the safety's face to talk shit to him about the shit that he said um, about Tom earlier in the week. Like that's the type of competitor. Right. So if Steph like shoots a three, like stares down LeBron, or like claps in J.R. Smith's face or some shit like that, then I'm like, all right, cool. He got some kind of tough, tough, toughness in him. But when he shoots a three, like runs around and puts his heart hand up to, to Jesus. And, like, it, it, to me, it's just like, oh, okay, well, you know, you're great when things are going well. But what happened when the chips are down? Like, so you, you turn tail and run? Instead of him giving all, like, thanks to Jesus, you rather him run up in somebody's face and point at him? Sometimes. He does that. Mm, I've never, I, haven't, right. I can't remember that shit. I think the whole, I don't know, man. But I, I, fuck that. And during the finals, he was trying to be Braun's friend. Like, game one in the finals. Game one in the NBA finals, you play this team for the fourth time. He's like, bro, you, like, he was trying to come up there and joke with him. Like, who, come on, man. They, that's not See, like, that That doesn't scream, like, I'm here to compete. I'm here to, you know, take your heart and soul because you stand in the way between something that me and my goal. But I think all the NBA guys are friends now. I think the money that they receive is like, created a fraternity amongst them where it's like, we all right, we can be competitive, but we still all rock with each other. So it's hard for you to, like, deep down inside, really rock with someone and... Then, you know, we see him on the court, just hate him, and just do all fucked up shit. Nah, I'm not going to dap you up in the middle of a fucking NBA 2K game, let alone game one of the NBA Finals. I don't know, man. That I, after the game's over, all right, you know, we dap it up, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. But in the middle of the game, it's a close game. Like, you trying to make a joke with me right now? Like, get the fuck out of here. And Brown's like, man, move. <laughs> like, and that's the difference between those two. Like, Brown, and you, we, we talked about what Brown had to yeah, drag to the NBA Finals with him and the shit he had to overcome. I get it. But, I mean, I, I don't know, man. It, I think that's cool. I think he's able to accomplish all this, whatever stuff or whatever that he, he's done in the NBA and not have that killer instinct. But we know, like, fuck, we don't want him shooting. Like, Steph never. He's the only guy in NBA history, when he shoots, it's never a bad shot. Yeah, it's true. It's never, never a bad never shot. never a bad shot. I can't. I mean, I understand what you're saying. He's not going around dunking on people, you know, pointing in somebody's face. I understand that. But I think him shooting that on the fucking logo, like shooting from the logo on a pull-up jump, that's that's disrespectful. I, I think that's disrespectful. His, he made think, that shot. I think that's his version of like just you know he can't go around dunking on people. No, but he can like pull up like disrespectfully far. No, disrespectful is when he pulled up against Oklahoma City and started crip walking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he does that type. When of he shit. did that shit, I was like, ah, fuck yeah. with him. And then he stopped doing it. I was like, come on, man, what happened? What happened? It was to too this? much. <laughs> his pastor was like, I need to calm down. Yeah. Well, I think it's. I, I don't know, man. I like. I you I know, know I wasn't a great like my uh, a great Steph Curry like fan or whatever, but the dude is great. I mean, I fuck with Steph. Don't, don't get me wrong. I like Steph. I like his game. I like he represents. I like he had there fucking a bunch, a bunch of hoes. I like that he, you know, was family and all this other shit. I think he's a great role model. I just would like to see Steph in a, in a situation where it's him. It's like, all right, we need you to do this shit. And he does it. Because I don't know how good he really is. Like, okay. No, he's good. You know, I get it. But it's KD, fucking Clay, Draymond. Boogie, like I, they got other fucking people to worry about. So of course he's gonna get these shots off. 
right? They can't trap him and do all this other shit. I you think, trap Steph, you got you leave him KD wide open. That's, that's I think, suicide. I think we forget how good he was. I don't think he's as good now as he was maybe three or four years ago. He was all right. When how, he won, how would he get worse? Shots only get better because it's easier for him now. I don't think he gives a fuck. Like I remember the first year he won MVP, right? You remember that year? Yeah, I remember. He that was year. the I think the the unanimous or whatever yeah. MVP. Or first unanimous MVP. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if that was the first year or second year. That was the first one. That was the first year. The next year, he was even better. He won. He was. He could have won most NBA most improved player and MVP. And MVP. <laughs> like we forget how dope he was. Like he was doing some shit. Yeah. And I think he just all right. Fuck. I'm the greatest shooter of all time. What the fuck? Like I got three or four rings. Like what the fuck? I got to prove. So you think he took the foot off his gas? I don't think he took it. No, I think it now it's just easy. Now he can go halfway and like still be great. He's still putting up almost 30 points a game. Like shit ain't dropped off. His numbers ain't dropped off. No, even with KD being there. He's, he's still doing what he does. I think he's, like I said, he's probably, like I said, he's probably, I don't think it's, it fucking matters now, dude. They have the greatest, they have the greatest team in NBA history. Then they got KD. Then they got Boogie. So it's like, man, it's. They win, they win it this year? Yo, easily, 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 <laughs> easily, man. Rockets got no shot, no shot. And I fuck with James Harden. He's probably my favorite NBA player this year, like the most exciting. But nah, that's a lot of bad guys. basketball, though, man. Yeah, just just dribble, 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 yeah, dribble. Yeah, slow down. Yeah, that's a lot of bad basketball. But they're winning, <laughs> and he's putting up points. Yeah, if it seems like more points he put up, the fewer times they win. They had like a stat I saw on ESPN. I think when he scores fifty plus, they're like four and three. Really? Yeah. They got one today. He scored 61. Who did he play against? Suns? Uh, who's the fuck did he play against? Uh, Spurs. No. Yeah. That's, that's 61. Good. That's good. 61. <laughs> <laughs> that dude was unstoppable, dude. Yeah. Jesus. I fuck with him on 2K now. Oh, that shit's motherfucker. <laughs> Even last year. <laughs> Can't wait for 2020. <laughs> 2020 going to be ridiculous. It's gonna be a, he's going to have an extra button. With a James Harden button? A step back button. Like they, you press R3 or some he shit. He's a 99 on 2K, though. You said what? He's not even a 99 on 2K. He's going to be a 99 this year. He's going to be a 98 for sure. He's going to be the highest. Highest rate. Like, I, I think LeBron's going to like dip down. Giannis is probably going to go up. LeBron's um, definitely going to dip down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, AD's probably going to go up a little bit. But I think James Harden's going to be number one. He has to be. MVP back-to-back? I don't know, man. You give it to him or Giannis this year? I'm giving it to him for sure. Because he puts up a lot of points. I feel like Giannis is the more unstoppable player. I don't think so. I, I, I can see how you feel that way because he's taller or whatever, but no, I don't think so. But if James Harden's shot isn't on, which I guess happens once every 50 games, then what else has he got? Everything. What, getting to the hoop? He got no post game. What the fuck? He got to get to the hoop. Fouled. He got to get to the hoop and hope he gets he also, fouled. He also shoots a lot of fouls. Yeah, like, I mean, he, his a, handle is ridiculous. I'm not a fan of the I'm trying to draw a foul shit. That's just, that's just my personal preference. That shit works. Yeah, I get it, but it's a fucking annoying. But it works. I, I, I understand. I wasn't a fan when Derrick Rose did it. I wasn't a fucking fan with anyone. I'm not a. I'm not a fan. Like I hate the, the KD rip through move. I hate the fucking who's that? Paul Pierce who would do the pump fake and then jump. No, Dwayne Wade he pump fake and then jump into you. I hate that shit. Like bro, just play the game straight up. Yeah, I mean I understand it, but if you're James Harden, you gotta get you gotta get buckets. Like if it's something that you can do, like he's left handed, he has a handle, you can get to the rack. If people grab it down at the ball, just tell them fucking put their hands up. Don't foul him. Yeah, just don't foul him. <laughs> But yeah. I mean, he, he gets the benefit of the doubt a lot, though, too. Why is that? Just because who he is. Sometimes he gets fouled. I'm like, that's a foul. I mean, you've seen it. Whereas, no, like, no. other motherfuckers get creamed to the other end of the, of the court. But James Harden, someone, you touch his beard. It's like, oh, foul. Two <laughs> shots. <laughs> <laughs> Two oh, shots. Man. I don't know, man. I fuck with both. I, like, I wouldn't be mad if Giannis got MVP, but I, I don't see how you don't give it to James Harden. Like, I, don't, I don't see how you don't. I, w- I wouldn't be mad either way. I'm not going to lie. 
Yeah. They give it to, G- to Giannis. I'm like, that's cool. They give it to James. All right, cool. I get it. Like, James Harden is doing some shit, dude. He's doing some shit. It's crazy, man, how someone can be so good at a fucking game. So good that you make, like, hundreds of millions of dollars at it. Crazy. Only in America. Yeah, for and, sure. In Europe with, with soccer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's crazy. Damn, I forgot, man. I was going to talk about something, man. I totally forgot. You know, your politics shit? No, 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 no. It's about money shit. I think we covered it. It was about, um, see the video with Cardi B, um, Blueface, and NBA Youngboy talking about they don't care about lyrics or whatever. They're only in it for the I money. I did not see this video. Okay. It's like somebody, it might have been a fan, like, compilation or whatever, but it was all them. And they were, you know, like, Instagram Live or some shit or whatever. But they were all saying, like, they don't give a fuck about the lyrics. They're in it for the money. You know, they don't care about all the other stuff. Being great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get that. Especially, like, Cardi, you say Cardi didn't write, write her own shit. Yeah. And... Never Broke Again, Young Rich Boy is his name? NBA Young 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 Rich Boy? Look at his name. Like, what about that man's name makes you think he cares about his lyrics? Yeah. I don't know, man. It's all nasty to me. What do you mean it's nasty? I don't know, man. It's all whack. Because I think it's always been about the money. Like, nobody... like Name a rapper who was really into the lyrics and they didn't care about the fucking... Like the, like money at all. I know a lot of people say that or whatever. Like they seem that way, but your Those whole are the goal is who to like successful. Yeah, whole goal <laughs> is to like start rapping and doing something so you could you know get your mom or get your fam, come bring your people up. It's that, you have to have money for that. So it's always about the money. Is it fucked up if you get on and you don't bring your people up? Yeah, it's fucked up. Why if is you, it if fucked you have, up if you have the opportunity too? Why? Why? Why is it fucked up? Why not? If you have more, if you have an abundance of something, why not give it away or bring someone else up? Like why? Why not? I don't understand this expectation that people who make it are supposed to just like throw money at everyone else. I don't mean everyone else, but I mean you said people you rock with, like you know your friends and family and all that. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. Your entire this. family? I, yeah, of course. If your, I won your lottery, entire family, if I won the lottery, six hundred fifty million, like my family, all my family will have. Like, Bro, you know how many cousins you'd have that you had no idea existed before then? If I got six hundred fifty million. You don't care? The NBA? No, I don't care. You'd be like, oh, you my cousin? Here you go. You got you got the Ancestry.com print out? Here you go. I'm not kidding. All right. Not everybody. <laughs> not everybody. Like, if I've never seen you before in my life. That's what I'm talking about, man. You know, People just come right, out of the woodwork. If, if, if the reason why we are connected, I've never seen that person ever in my life. <laughs> yeah, it's not special. But if it's like some uncle or whatever I rock with, and they're like, yeah, now it's your cousin. I'm like, all right, yeah, come on. You good. Come on. Bring, give me your credit score. Give me your credit report. Give me your, you know. Oh, give you me good? Yeah, you good? Give me your bills? Yeah, this my family. I, I get you in the club. What I, you mean? I, like, but you, all right, man, I get you in the club. Or you, you, <laughs> you come to this event. <laughs> you get this little badge. You can be backstage, bro. I ain't changing your life. Like, get the fuck out of here. Bought this new uh, two seater. The <laughs> <laughs> fuck out of here. So that, that reminds that that kind of reminds me of something. So I was on Twitter and um, AOC, the you know the new hotness in yeah. in, the, in Congress now. Stated that she would like to come up with some kind of plan to eliminate student debt. When I say student debt, I'm talking about student loans. And some people got pissed that she wanted to eliminate student loans because these people stated that, okay, well, I pay my loans off. Why should someone else just get a free ride? So in this whole, you know, helping people behind this type of thing, it kind of falls in, in line with that. What are your thoughts on that? So... If we could have a proposal that makes financial sense, which is all hypothetical, where it completely eliminates all student, all current student loan debt, do you think we should do it? Or are you in the boat of these people took on this debt knowingly, 
they got to deal with it. They made a bad decision. We shouldn't bail them out. Um, I would have to know all the facts and be able to like like weigh the pros and cons. The selfish me is saying like, yeah, of course, damn student, loan, yeah, get that shit out of here. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it, it depends on how it affects society, you know. But if it's coming from a fund where it's just money, just free money or whatever, and it's not that like you know, if it's a hundred billion, I know that sounds like a lot, a hundred billion dollars, but that's saying a lot when you think about the whole country, the trillions of dollars when yeah, you're in yeah. debt. So if it's a hundred billion dollars, can wipe out. I don't know how much it is. Just, just a figure. That it's I in trillions. It's student loan debt. It is. It's yeah. in trillions. It's like one some trillion. But what I'm saying is, if it's only like federal, um, like Department of Education, you know, federal loans, they just forgave them. They say you don't have to pay it back. So there's no new money coming out. But the money that they had earmarked, earmarked to come in for these student loans is no longer going to come in. I think it depends on the situation. I, I think it'll be some type of. A limit. You should be able to have. They should have a certain amount where it's like, all right, we'll cover anything up to this. Anything after that, you like, you was just doing fucked up shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you got, nigga. Yeah, <laughs> you got five hundred thousand student loans. Like, all right, you should be a doctor. You should be like some shit where you can eventually pay that shit off. But we'll cover you up to this amount. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it should be that because I know plenty of people, man. Not maybe not plenty, but I know I've heard of situations and personally, I, I've seen a situation where a person went to a school, like a, a business school or whatever, and. They got loans to go to that business school. They got the degree or whatever. But that business school went out of, you know, business or, you know, just went away or whatever, bankrupt or whatever. So they can't be like when they apply for shit, they can't. That form of education cannot be verified. Right. But they still got to pay for that fucking student loan. That's I think that's fucked up. So in those situations, of course, get that shit out of here. Like like those like those predatory little colleges and shit, the for for profit college. Yeah, exactly. Like that type of shit. But yeah, like I said, if you got. A million dollars in student loans, five hundred thousand, two hundred, you know, some crazy. Then I don't think you should be wiped out to the, you know, to the same extent of a person who only got twelve hundred dollars and like struggled their way <laughs> to like, you know, not get student loans. Like, fuck, I didn't, I eat like ramen noodles all of college, so I wouldn't get loans out. And now this this motherfucker got, you know, was eating steaks and getting, you know, plus loans all fucking every semester, and now we wiped out the same way. I so that's wh- why is that fucked up? I think there should be an amount. Why? Why though? Like, what does it matter? We're talking about a hypothetical situation. We're talking about a hypothetical situation where the federal... Because it's fair. Fair is a place where they judge pigs. Fair ain't life. We're we're thinking about a hypothetical situation. I mean, you you know that. But if we're talking about what's what's best for the country, okay, is it keeping these people burdened with this fucking ball and chain of student loan debt so they really can't do much with the money? Because you got all these fucking um, studies and all this other shit that so millennials aren't buying things at the same clip as people who came before them or generations came before them because of student loan debt. Millennials are more conscious of debt than any other generation that has happened before us. So you don't, you have millennials putting off buying homes. They're not buying cars. You know, they're not buying TVs and all this other shit because like, look, I got paid. I got this $800 student loan bill I got to pay. I'm not going to get this $3,200 mortgage. However, if you remove that, then it's like, okay, theoretically, you have all this income or money to be, you know, put into the economy yeah, or to the, to the, you know, to the, to the market or whatnot. I guess it still counts being in the economy. Yeah. I'm, I'm with the, the universal basic income or whatever. Is that where we're going to? I mean, we can, we can transition there, yeah, but, but these, not, two, two diff- these are two totally different things. One is saying you don't have to give me that money. The other one is saying, here's a thousand dollars. All right. So we're going back to the student loans. If the situation is hard for me to even think about. If it's a button that somebody can switch and say, like, all right, no student loans or whatever, but everything's wiped out. Federal government course, is not asking for you to pay your student of loans. Of course, back. of course, pay that, like, press that button. Nobody has it. But, I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't see that happen. Like, just 
to happen. I mean, I don't think it would happen, but she wants to come up with some kind of plan to make it happen. Yeah. Like, I mean, honestly, I think it'd be best for the economy, honestly. Possibly. Because, I mean, I have student loan debt, so maybe I'm biased. And it affects what decisions I make when it comes to like buying a house and things of that nature. Now, buying a house ain't the greatest of investments, um, and that's been proven over time. However, it was one of the biggest indicators of how well our economy is doing. So if people buy houses, I mean, generally, the economy is doing well. And if you have this, ex- this, this excess money, it's like, okay, cool. Theoretically, you're going to have a professional with a degree who has discretionary income. Those are the type of people who have student loans. It's not someone who's, you know, maybe maybe they're paycheck to paycheck. But if you remove the student loan debt, maybe they're no longer paycheck to paycheck, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And we have people defaulting at student loans at a higher clip. In turn, we have people defaulting at, on auto loans at a high clip, too. These are all real bad signs, right? People defaulting, people getting high ass, um, uh, a lot of debt, a lot of consumer debt, a lot of credit card debt. These are all indicators or markers of a downturn in the economy. These are all markers that popped up before the last recession in you know, 2008. So if we can do something to avoid it, I think it's prudent to at least explore it. Now, I think a lot of people just get upset because it's like, well, I just wasted my money because they were just going to, you know, um, forgive it. But you, they had no idea. When you paid that shit back, you had no idea that it was possible that at one point it was going to just be forgiven. So you can't be upset because of some shit that you didn't know about. Yeah, like I said, press the button. But I don't see that. I'm thinking about how it can be like dressed up so it actually gets approved. I think it should be. I think before it's just, all right, we ain't, you ain't got to pay shit back. I think it'll be like, you know, all right, this amount we'll forgive. Then this amount we'll forgive. I think it'll be, you know, stages. So I'm thinking at first... It'll probably be probably a set dollar amount. That'll probably be easier to get past. But yeah, of course, if you can just like wipe out, nobody has student loan day, of course, just do that shit. Of course. Yeah. Probably but, I mean, that, yeah, I don't see that happening. I mean, that's, that'll be great. But yeah, I don't see that happening. But you it talk, sounds good though. Sounds real good. Not going to happen. Yeah. But you're talking about uh, basic income. So your boy, Andrew, is it Andrew Yang? Yeah, Andrew Yang. Andrew Yang. Tell people about Andrew Yang. You're, you're affinity for Andrew Yang and his platform. I don't know much about him, but I mean, just the the couple of interviews that I, I watched of him, he just seemed like if I'm, you know, lack of a better term, he just seems like a, you know. Like what? This a, new, a new Obama. A new Obama? Yeah. Whoa, buddy. <laughs> Not like that, but I mean, like just his demeanor, just the way he talks, the way he's kind of cool, he's into stuff or whatever, but it's, you know, he's... Maybe it's just maybe it's his age and his you know his body profile or whatever and the way he looks, but I can see you know how he's he's tried to like you know structure himself to fit in like multiple categories. He's cool. Like he was on a Breakfast Club, yeah. You know, and making jokes with Charlemagne the God and all this other shit. I yeah. mean, he's he seemed like real laid back and cool. Then he went on Joe Rogan shit. He's like just one trying of the to, people. He's trying to trying to get the cool vote. Not gonna understand how that's appealing to someone. Like you can see Obama, he got the cool vote for yeah. sure. And somebody else coming up, I'm like, oh, okay, that's, that shit is important. Well, Obama attacked social media mm-hmm. more so than any other presidential um, nominee that came before him. Mm-hmm. And that's probably one of the reasons why he won. That means presidential, I mean, in the primaries as well. So your, why, you know, I made a joke. I, I don't think your uh, uh, comparison of the two is way off. I think they're both outsiders. You know, they look different than traditional presidential candidates. Um, the presidents we've had in the past, and they're both talking about kind of radical ideas and, you know, champion change. I know some people um, in the black community have issues with Barack Obama and his policies, his administrations, all this other shit. Um, but I challenge any of those people to, you know, other than personal biases, show me, you know, objective facts that he was a bad president. I think Barack 
was probably one of the best presidents, at least in my lifetime. You know, I can't speak for every, you know, all fucking presidents, um, but at least in my lifetime, probably one of the, one of the, one of the better presidents that we had. Outside of him, who do you think the best is? The number two? Because that's the real question. Who's the number two president? Of all time. Of, I don't know, man. What, uh, I mean, I, I wasn't. So here's the thing. I didn't really get tapped into politics until Clinton's second term. When I was a kid, I was like, oh, somebody sucks his dick in the White House. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time I got tapped into politics. And I didn't understand like policies and, yeah. and all that other shit until Bush's second term. Mm-hmm. I, even though I voted in um, the election in 2004 uh, with him and John Kerry. I just voted Democrat because I was raised that way. I didn't really understand the difference between mm-hmm. the two. Yeah. I didn't start to understand what a president did and economy and all that other shit until Bush's second term. So I guess I voted intelligently twice. <laughs> the first time Barack got elected and the time he got reelected. Oh, and three times, excuse me, and the time Trump won. So I've only voted, I've only had an intelligent vote three times. In my life, so it's hard for me to say, "Oh, well, this president also did very well," because think? I had I had Barack twice, and now I have Trump. This is what I have to work with. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like Tupac and Biggie, man. I think historically, just Bill Clinton is regarded as you know one of the greats. Yeah, he's regarded as one of the greats. I mean, he I think he's shit. He got us out of the red as a country. You know, we didn't have a deficit when he left the office. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also put a lot of black black folks in jail. Yeah, that's what I'm going like to. A shit ton. Yeah, he created the whole three strikes thing. That and the predatory thing, or um, well, not predatory thing, where it was like, um, fuck, what was it? It was like the escalators. So uh, where, you, so if you had like prior convictions, you minimum. would. Um, well, yeah, he had minimum sentencing as well. Um, he kind of brought back that that Reagan uh, crack drug conviction shit. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this this is where I was going. He called like drug offenders and gang members and people who usually got convicted of those type of crimes super predators. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people took that as like a veiled shot at the black community because you know he's talking about the majority of people who get convicted of those crimes are, are are black people. And I mean, shit, this is a fucking topic we can talk about goddamn for hours. But part of that tarnishes it for me because he never really did much to reach out. To give them a you know an alternative, like there there was no alternative provided. There was no all right. We're going to improve schools, or you know we're going to um, you know provide additional government assistance to make sure X Y and Z. Because I always this is my this is how I look at it. Motherfuckers got to eat. So if they don't have a legitimate way to eat, then they're gonna turn to fucking other shit. Um, if you can't just go out, get a job, you know, take care of your family or yourself, what else are you gonna do? Let your let your kid, you know, get a, get evicted and you fucking you stand on the streets? No, yeah. you gonna go rob somebody? Like I got nothing else to do, yeah. right? No one who became a drug dealer was like, oh, you know what? I just want to be a drug dealer when I grow up. No fucking body ever. I'm sure some. Eh. Hey, emulate. What okay, but those people are the ones who didn't have to do it. Yeah. Right. The the people who do like who are in the, in the fucking the streets where they see the drug dealers mm-hmm. and they see them get shot and all this other shit and they, they later on become drug dealers. They don't want to. It's just out of fucking necessity. It's like shit. You know, pops got laid off. Uh, moms ain't bringing enough money in. Like shit. If I don't do something, we gonna fucking, fucking get kicked out. Or I got this baby on the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 16 years old. Yeah. Like moms can't help me with the fucking kid. Fuck school. I'm gonna go sell this goddamn this crack or this weed or whatever the fuck it is. 
I think that's I totally agree, man. That's why it's hard for me now to be a, a critic on anything. Yeah, I, I agree as well. Because I mean, you don't know. Let's, let's sit down and talk to someone like you don't really understand. Yeah. And we've been in our fucked up thing, bro. We got taught to look down or you know disparage these people growing up. It was like, oh, you don't you don't be like you know dude over there yeah. or, or X Y and Z. You know, you don't be a drug dealer or all this other shit. Um, but they never. It was until it wasn't until I talked to people who were who dealt in those. I don't want to call it professions, but who dealt who, who dealt in those situations or those trades until I really understand why. And everyone understood why. Everyone I talked to, not one of them were like, "Yep, I I want to do this." Not one of them. Fuck no. They always like, man, I gotta I gotta carry a motherfucking gun on me. Like this shit is terrible. But I got another option. Like you know, I've been convicted. I can't get a fucking job because of I gotta you know disclose I got a felony. All this other shit. The only reason I got a felony in the first place, I'm just trying to feed my fucking family or feed my kid or you know whoop whatever whatever. And you start to understand, like, shit, like, <laughs> motherfucker had no other choice. Yeah. And then you go to prison, and prison's a fucking joke. It's supposed to be this real rehabilitation thing. It's not. They lock you in a cell. They put you around other criminals. Don't teach you fucking shit. All you do is learn how to, you know, commit different types of crimes and not get caught, hopefully. And then they kick you out. They kick you out with no guidance whatsoever. Like, you know, here's the clothes you came in with, and have a nice life. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you in six months. That's, like, what are they supposed to do? Yeah. That's why I think it's fucked up a little bit. I mean, it's hard for me to go into this because I know it's, it's, it's it just happens, especially now with social media or whatever. But it's hard when I see, like, somebody who's, like, you know, performed in a, in a position or whatever or in a, a genre or a sport or, a, you know, a type of music or whatever. Then they become a critic of that sport or that, you know, genre or whatever or, that, or music. Something like Charles Barkley? Charles Barkley, like, you know, Shaq <laughs> or, you know, just critics of music or movies or whatever when they they know how hard it is to, like, you know, come up and yeah. provide and get a hit or, you know, ball out or whatever. And then you just constantly, like, you know, just bring like negative energy to it. it's like man I can understand how if I'm like a ball player and Charles Barkley is talking shit about my game but I'm a starter I'm putting up 20 points a game but he picking out the little shit that I'm doing wrong or whatever it's like come on bro yeah. like you know how hard it is I'm just trying to feed like you said feed my family and trying to get on and bring up whoever I can with me and you bringing me down yeah. like the whole Shaq and JaVale McGee I don't know why we're getting into this but yeah, so the whole Shaq and JaVale McGee thing shit or whatever that shit was so lame that shit was super lame super fucking lame Shaq is a cornball for that shit yeah, I'm rooting for JaVale I, well, I was rooting for JaVale. <laughs> At first it was funny, like, oh, this little dude, this dude's weird. Like, yeah. What the fuck? But now it's like, come on, dude. Like, yeah. Come on. I mean, I see, I don't have a problem with like Shaq and the Fool and all that other shit. Mm-hmm. I have a problem when you're like constantly disparaging a person. And like, it's not fair. Yeah, right. It's like, okay, give him props at some point. Yeah. yeah like, exactly. God damn it. He throw down a nice hoop, like, oh, look at JaVale. Yeah. Something. Can I get something? Why, why is it always going to be a negative shit? Bad thing. Yeah. You know, like, it, and. Especially like when it comes to like Charles Barkley, Charles, you ain't win no fucking ring. You know, like this motherfucker. He, yeah, you got no, no championships whatsoever. But you talking about what other people should be doing? I, I'm just, yeah, man, not a fan, not a fan. But at the same time, I can appreciate the ability to critique because I mean they've earned it. You know, it's not like they are just a, a couple of bums talking shit. It's not fucking. You know, Smush Parker and Kwame Brown talking shit about NBA starters. It's you know two of the best players in NBA history. That's even worse. So I I, I understand it. Like I understand that they feel like, look, I can critique it because I've accomplished certain things. And you you gotta give them their their due. You give them the respect, give them their leeway for it. 
Um, but at the same time, I feel like they also have to. It's got to be some balance to it, bro. Yeah, man. I think when you like when you get to that point, your word is like extremely. If your word is more powerful than that person's like abilities to perform at their job, like you got you got come on, bro. Yeah, pull it back a little bit. Yeah, you, you have to. You like everybody's gonna listen to Shaq and just just. Put JaVale McGee in that category of just being that weird dude. Might not have ever seen him play. I mean, he's like, weird, he's though. He's weird, but I mean, not as weird as Shaq was portraying him to be. No. Like, he's, like he was balling out when he was playing for the Lakers. When he was playing for the, the Warriors, Warriors, he was balling out. Yeah. Like, what, like, what the fuck? Yeah. But you would think, like, if you didn't see him play or whatever, like, oh, this dude's a clown. He's a weird dude. Oh, Even um, um, fucking, um, uh, what was the Warriors coach? Uh, Steve Kerr. He was like, he didn't know anything about JaVale McGee. He just remembered him from like shacking the fool and thinking he was a clown. But once he came to the team, he was like, nah, this dude puts in work. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> he ruined his dude fucking Yeah, reputation. that's what I'm saying. That's fucked up. It's like, come on, dude. And that's, I don't know, man. It's, yeah, man, it's all fucked up. It's weird, man. Media and, you know, being famous and what you can say and what you can't say. It's all weird, dude. I feel like you should be able to, you should be able to say whatever you want to say. But, if everything that comes out of your mouth is just this negative shit about how the new generation sucks or is terrible as other bullshit, it's like, okay, what's really going on? Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Like, is this some deep-rooted like, animosity because you can't do this shit anymore? Or do you really think it's everybody? You can't say everybody sucks. Yeah. Like, everybody, like, everybody's terrible. Or, like, J- JaVale McGee um, example, there's no way that he would still be in the NBA if he was... Who they portrayed on Inside the NBA. For sure. <laughs> like, there's no way. For sure. They, they portrayed me as this, like, fucking comic relief. Just falling around. <laughs> dude, this is funny, dude. I remember watching it. Like, if, like I said, the first was funny, but then it's like, come on, dude. Yeah. Like, when you heard him, like, like JaVel McGee, like, speak out. Yeah. You're like, all right, come on, man. Like, all right. Like, like calm down. Yeah. yeah. Come on, Shaq. And, and when instead, Shaq was like, oh, we can fight. Like, yeah, bro, I'm fight. not fighting you. Yeah, like, <laughs> old ass. Come on, dude. Grown ass men, man. Yeah. I mean, Have <laughs> <laughs> you? That's why I'm fucking with Wendy Williams, man. Why? She does the same shit. You know, Wendy Williams got a, like a coke habit. You hear about that? Yeah, I heard about that yeah. shit. I, I didn't rock with her before that, dude. Like, she goes around and, like, her whole thing or her whole come up is just gossip and talking about other people's problems and issues and what's going on in other people's lives or whatever. But when it comes to her and her, you know, I guess, allegedly her husband cheating on her and having a whole another family or another, you know, woman or whatever on the side, she doesn't want to talk about that shit. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> like you talking about all this other stuff? You bringing me on when there's nothing but drama around me or whatever? You talking about my life or what? And then it's like when some shit happens in her life, like uh, it's off limits. Yeah, off limits. I don't want to talk about it. That's you how know, people me, are, though. My privacy. Like, come on, what the fuck? Yeah, I hate that privacy shit. Yeah, like, come on. I hate that. I can't stand them giving my privacy shit. Yeah, hell no. You chose this. That, that's that's how I feel. Like if you're if you're a celebrity or you're in the spotlight, you have made a living. Very good living, likely, off of the fact that people know who you are. Mm-hmm. So you can't then turn around like, look, I, please respect my um, um, request for privacy. Like, mm, yeah. not so much. Yeah. Like, not so much. Yeah, it's just super white, dude. But I mean, that's just like people are just hypothetical. I mean, hypothetical, Jesus, uh, hypocritical in that sense, where it's okay to do to someone else, but when it comes around, when it's your turn, all of a sudden you don't want to fucking you don't play anymore. Yeah, I man. I think, I think is that just not experiencing life? Is that what it is? What you mean, not experiencing life? Like before, like I don't know. I think everybody, in my mind, the way I think about things or whatever, I feel like everybody has that situation in life where it's like, man, this shit is real. <laughs> like it's not, it's not when you're young. I mean, it could happen when you're young. You know, some younger than other or whatever. But I think it comes at a point where you can really like process it. You know, and it's like life is real, and yeah. that's when you like click on and be like, all right, I got to work. Like yeah. fuck all this other shit. Like fuck everything else. 
Like it's time for me to put in work and do something else. When did that click for you? Uh, when? Uh, probably when I was between probably between like twenty. I can't think of like one particular. I can, but it's it was like a collection. It was like the last event was like the last straw. It was the like, last right. event was the last straw. The last event was like all right. This all right. Yeah, yeah. You always think like it was you know a, a family member passed and oh, okay. passed and. It was, um, you know, other shit or whatever in life. But at that moment, it was like, fuck. It's like, shit is real. Yeah. You know? And, yeah, man, I don't know. I think that's, like, with the whole Wendy Williams shit, I think that's what happened with her. Like, she probably, like, you know, just talking about other people or whatever, and life got real for her. She's like, fuck. Oops. Yeah. This shit, okay. (laughs) I hope she calms down or whatever, but. Probably not. Yeah. Going back into it, like, yeah, I think it was. It was probably when I was like 25, it started, 25, 26, 27. It was like, all right, life is real. But just recently, it was like, all right, fuck, this shit is super real. Like, ain't, we ain't got no friends out here. <laughs> like, we, like, we just ants. <laughs> this shit ain't supposed to go right for you. Yeah. I mean, it's not getting no guarantees. Yeah. No one cares if it does or doesn't. Nope. Like, not really. We don't change shit in the, you know, the global scale of, every, you know, of everything, of life. We don't really do shit. I mean, few people can... No, yeah, I don't even think so. Yeah, if you can make changes, I don't even think so, dude. We're yeah. flying other galaxies and shit, dude. No, I'm talking about well, you talking about global? Talking well, about outside global. of global, I mean, yeah. Oh, like, like the galaxy, you know, like just <laughs> in life. I mean, I, I don't, we're not. Uh, if there's an ultimate creator or whatever. Like each individual person, like I don't, you know. Yeah, each individual person is really yes. amount of shit. Yeah, I mean, if I drop dead tomorrow, yeah, it'd be some people who'd be sad, but you know, Gilligan Island still gonna come on somewhere. Yeah, the world still spins. Yeah, not gonna stop shit. It clicked for me like when I had my son. That's when it clicked for me. And it was like I was um his mom had went out of town and it was just me there and he started crying. I was like, shit, if I don't do anything, he would like probably die. Like that, yeah. <laughs> like that's the thought that came in my yeah, mind. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. That's when shit got real. Yeah. Like, I got a life dependent on me. You, you need know? that. I, do I? Not I don't you, know. but I mean that's just a lot I think, of stress. I think people People need that. I'd rather have my like glasses open or you know have the shade up than just down, just covered. Like life is great. I'm just gonna chill. When I feel bad, I'm gonna get drunk, go to the bar, and wake up and forget about everything. I'm like, nah, man, you gotta you gotta go through this shit. I, I agree. I feel like you have to experience things. Um, that's why I'm not a fan of when people are like, oh, I'm sad. I need to go, you know, forget about it, get drunk. I'm like, nah, you shouldn't do that. No, no, the best no. thing to do is to feel sad. Like experience it, go through it, because you gotta go through it at some point. Mm-hmm. Right, you can drink as much as you want, do drugs, do do whatever you want to do to try to avoid it. Shit's still gonna be there. Like it can be, you know, six months, a year, three years from now. At some point, that shit's going to come out. So it's best to get that bitch over with at the beginning, as opposed to trying to put it off. And I think of, that's just our society. Like we don't like to be uncomfortable. Just yeah. period. Let alone sad, you know, mm-hmm. or angry or whatever, and actually process it and, and deal with it and get over it. That's why I think we have so many fucking issues. You know, we don't generally take res- responsibility for shit. We don't look at our role in things. It's always, oh, well, this happened or something else happened or fuck, man, I got, I didn't get a fair shake. It's like we very rarely people are like, I, I didn't do enough, right? I could have did this, but I didn't. Or this person was just better than me. Very few people actually do that. And I honestly think this, the most recent election, the 2016 election, was like the product of that of no one taking personal responsibility right yeah. so people just blamed barack because their life wasn't great so like all right we'll put this dude in because he made my life great now they're upset mm-hmm. because their tax returns are, are lower than what they were before but it's like look man ain't the fucking president like <laughs> it's, a, it's if it's a 
a secret. I can secrets out. The president ain't going to change your fucking life. Hey, you're going to be a success or a failure on your own merits, not because who's in the White House or because, you know, what Congress member you have. Like, there's ways to to get to certain places. We have enough um, checks and balances and systems in play today to almost guarantee that you have at least an opportunity for success, right? But people can't recognize that they have a part in that. Now, you ain't guaranteed shit. Now, even in fucking Declaration of Independence, it's pursuit of happiness. Yeah. Like, it wasn't guaranteed happiness. Like, you can try. You can try <laughs> to be happy. Yeah. A lot of people don't even try. They just want the shit given to them, man. Yeah. You know, motherfuckers still complaining about assembly line jobs. Like, bro, that shit's going away. Oh, yeah. like, we need to bring them back. We need to bring back coal. Like, no, we don't. Coal's yeah. killing the planet. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it's running out. Like, come on, man. Yeah, I know you read the um, the book I'm reading right now, man. The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Yeah. I totally agree with him when he was saying um, there was some, I forget, I think it's throughout the book because I'm like three-fourths of the way through. Um, but the whole idea that ultimate happiness is when we actually fix problems. Yeah, I agree with that. I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. So we have to go through the fucked up shit to really feel happy. Yeah. only way to fix a problem is to be in the problem. Yep. Yeah. Is that the whole thing? Why, like, you know, kids who grew up, you know, from money, Paris Hilton, you know, those type, you know, whatever. They just don't, they still commit suicide. They still do drugs. They still, you know, don't seem happy. Well, probably because I don't, I think there is some benefit to going through some tough shit when you're younger. Yeah. It teaches you how to deal with it. If you're 32 years old and you've never had a bad day in your life. First time you have a bad day, you have no idea how to deal. You're crazy. You're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I don't want this to happen. Well, it's happening. No! (laughs) No take back. (laughs) So I I think there's a benefit to it. You know, there's a benefit to falling down, having to get back up. And I I think a lot of parents, and I I get it, you don't want to see your kid be sad or struggle with some shit. A lot of parents are creating this problem where they make their kid think that they're super fucking special. Um, that the world's supposed to bend around them, and that's just not the fucking case. Nah. Like everybody ain't special. Like no one is born special. That like, you have to accomplish something or show something to prove that oh shit, you got some different talents or different qualities or whatever. Yeah. I'm a firm believer that everyone has some uh, attribute or characteristic that separates them from the rest. You just gotta find it. Yeah. And if you aren't ever put in a situation where you have to, you know, dig deep and find out who you are as a person, how the fuck are you ever going to learn yeah, it? You're not going to know. Yeah. And, and then you're, you're this maladapted adult who's complaining about life. You're like, fucking Justin Bieber. Like, Justin Bieber is like sad, didn't understand why he's sad. And I mean, to his credit, he kind of came out and said, you know, he's getting help and, and he kind of shared it with, with the public. So I can't, you know, fault him for that. But I think had Justin Bieber gone through some shit when he was, early, when he was younger... Him having to deal with being uh, a millionaire a hundred times over wouldn't really sweat him that much. Yeah. I never hear LeBron talk about, man, it's so hard being yeah. the, the best player in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I go home to this $32, $32 million LA mansion and I don't know what to do with myself. Like, never, not once has LeBron said that shit. Like, LeBron is happy that he got his kids and his family and they're taken care of. And, you know, you get. When you have different experiences, you get different perspectives. True. Like, I you understand you what the fuck is, like, important yeah. and, you know, what's the actual problem was not a problem. If you never had, a, like, a like a legitimate fucking hardship, then you don't know how to deal when, when you come across it. 
But then I always try to put myself into, you know, that person's situation or that person's shoes. And it's like, they might not have the problems that, that regular people have, but they yeah. still have problems. They still have problems. Yeah, so it's all fucked up. Man. The fucked up thing is, to them, their problems are just as real as yeah. someone's, oh, man, if I don't get if I don't get a check, I'm going to get evicted. And they might be. <laughs> no, it is. Because yeah. a, a problem is, it's, it's all it's subjective. Yeah. It's subjective. It's all, yeah. Because if you get, a, if for you getting evicted, not a big deal. Like, if I get evicted, who gives a shit? I don't care about my credit. I can go live with my mama. It's not, is that really a problem? Probably not. Uh, but if you have no other option, of course it's a problem. So it, it's fucked because I don't want to, you know, discount that these are actual problems. But if we pull out, right, we go macro level and we go objective. It's like okay, if the worst case scenario happens in your problem, like you're still alive, you know, you still have this fortune, you can take care of yourself, you can, you know, provide for your family, all this other shit. But maybe some people don't like you anymore. Versus. The worst case scenario in a problem, okay, you might die. Or <laughs> or it's Chicago in November and y'all gonna get kicked out your apartment. Yeah. <laughs> like those two things, you know. But the brain is so fucked up, dude. It's like in someone's mind it does, it could be the same. It could one could be more than other, greater than other. Possible. It, it's the defense or you know, an opinion for both sides. It's possible. And it's it's all crazy, dude. I feel like you got you gotta go through some shit to really understand no, I don't want to say really understand, but you, you got to go through some shit to get to gain some kind of perspective. You yeah. have to go through some shit. Yeah, I think you have to go through some shit to like appreciate what you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, and that's fucked up. Like, why can't you just appreciate life? Because that's not humans, man. That's fucked up. It's the hedonic treadmill. Yeah. Right? It's always, oh, I just need to get to this more, point. More, more, Once you get yeah. to that point, oh, I need to get always, to this point. Yeah, it's always. Yeah, there's a study. No matter what happens in your life, good or bad, within six months, you go back to baseline. Yeah. Your, your mama die. Six months later, you go back to baseline. You hit the lottery. Six months later, you go back to baseline. Like, it's fucking crazy. I think certain things last a little bit longer because they have after effects. Like, if you win the lottery, yeah, the initial, like, I'm going to buy a house car, bring up all my homies or whatever. Yeah. And then you do that. Yeah, you go back to baseline. But then you can still continue to do other shit. True. So but you still have the same. The thing is, the le- your level of happiness goes back to where it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it's, but it's the same shit with, like, death or whatever. Yeah. Like, your level of happiness would go back to where it was. So... And that's, that's like general. Of course, there could be like certain instances or moments or things that spark something. You get a little bit sad. But overall, you're, you are you go back to baseline within about six months. Yeah. Three to six months, I think, is what it was. And I, that's so, I think that's so crazy, dude. I, I know you saw the interview on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast of uh, Dan Bilzerian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how he was... Instagram Dan. Yeah, how he was explaining like, you know, I think it was Outback. Mm-hmm. How when he was growing up, Outback was a 10. Like anytime he went to Outback, it was a 10. Like it was a ba- the best food Ever. Like, it was, it was great. Like, yeah. he just loved Outback or whatever. He became, you know, popular, got rich, started having, like, chefs cook, you know, cooking all the crazy, exquisite meals or whatever. He went to Outback, and it was a four or six or something yeah. said or whatever. Nothing changed with Outback, but his happiness level, the quality, the appreciation that he had for it dropped. Dipped, yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah, but have you never experienced that? I'm sure I have. Where you watch, where, you, up, where there's certain things you like as a child, mm-hmm. or, like, movies, TV shows, events, you know, whatever, activities... And then you do it a couple years later after you've done other shit. Like, oh, this shit's stupid. I don't yeah. do this anymore. I don't want to watch this. Yeah. It's, but then we're creatures of habit. Mm-hmm. It's fucked up. But the habits bring us down. Yeah. Once we get experience new shit. Yeah. But we, like, to make us happy, to, like, actually obtain happiness, you have to have change in life. Well, that's why they say ignorance is bliss. Because if you don't know anything better, then it's great. I don't know if it's great, but you're content. No, you're not- to you, it's great because you, you, you know nothing better. 
You're talking I mean, about the more you know, the less you know. Well, the more you know, the generally the more you know, the more unhappy you are. I mean, think about it. Yeah. You, you see, have you seen all the fucking studies with the um, increase in pop in popularity of social media sites? Happiness has fucking nose dove, no, t- taking a nose dive, and people are more depressed now because you know as we, I think it was either the last one, episode or episode before that you're no longer competing with your neighbors now you're competing yeah. with the entire fucking world. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, 100%. Um, and before you didn't know that. Yeah. So now that you know, it's like, ah, shit. It's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy, dude. It's I didn't know I wanted this. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so easy just not to do shit and just be regular and just live your life, not, you know, challenging yourself or whatever. But that doesn't make you happy. Happiness comes from like change and going through shit or appreciation at least. Like, but it's. Does it? Yeah. I feel like some people don't want to change. No, nah, everybody wants to change. I don't know, man. I, I know, I know people. The same pillow their whole life. I know people. Well, that's a dirty ass pillow. Yeah, flip it. Hey, <laughs> the cold side. Yeah. I know people who like they don't they they don't want to hear about fucking new technology. They don't want to go any place. They've been they grew up in this town. They haven't gone anywhere. They ain't gonna leave this fucking town. Mm-hmm. I know people like that, man. I know people like that too. And it's like they don't want to experience other shit because I think they know deep down like if I experience other shit, I may be unhappy with what my life is, and I may regret everything I've done over the last forty or five years. That's not a happy person. Probably not, but they're trying to keep that, that mask up. They're not really happy. It's like taking the fucking blue or red pill, man. Take the red pill, you you oh, get your eyes open, you see the fucking world is this. Take the blue pill, you go home happy, and this is all a bad dream, and you know, you're fucking la 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 la. I think it's a blended thing. Purple pill. There's a shit ton of people who take that blue pill. No Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> and to be like, content. Not have to fucking worry about, you know, aliens using us as batteries and all that other shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. But that's not... That's crazy, dude. Like, it's just... I don't know. It's all fucked up. But that's different. We're all screwed. That, that's just because you're different. Like, you you as a person will want to know, like, the truth. Yeah, like, what, what the fuck is actually going on? Yeah. Like, what, do I, what don't I know? A lot of people don't want to know that shit. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah. Fear of the unknown. Yeah, it's all crazy, dude. Like, it's when you really think about things, you sit down and really think about, like, what... Does this shit even matter? Like, does anything matter? Does anything matter? Well, in our little world, it does. I think we were, we were talking about a couple of uh, podcasts ago. We were talking about like having kids and how like having kids is selfish. It is super selfish. I think like life is selfish. Just living, just living is selfish. Well, and it necessarily is selfish because you're taking resources from someone else. However, there are enough resources from for everyone generally, at least right now. Unless you're living your life a certain way, where you're just just giving your all to like society or whatever. You're like you're living. Everybody lives a selfish life. Well, you have to. But why? Because you have you have to take things in order to survive, right? You got to buy that pack of meat. You got to take that job offer. You got to get that house. You buying that house prevents someone else from getting that house who also wanted it. You buying that meat prevents someone else from getting that meat who wanted it, and so on and so on. You taking that job prevents someone else who wanted that job and could have used it to better their life. That's just what it is. Like, there's a certain level of selfishness, selfishness that you need to survive as a human being. Period. I don't think we're going to survive too much longer. Well, when we say too much longer. We talking about hundred years. Hundred years. The fuck out of Hundred and fifty years tops. Hundreds of thousands of years, I think. Before I don't think so. Well, you, at some point, the sun's going to blow up. It's, yeah, I think it's hundred years, dude. Hundred, hundred and fifty years. Hundred fifty. Why? 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 And additional fifty at years. At some point, we're not going to be necessary. Like, what can we do that technology can't do? Well, don't aren't we the ones who design technology? At some point, it's going to surpass us. Oh, that Elon it's Musk going to be able to make itself. It has a, to a evil AI shit, then, huh? If it gets good, like right now, if you can have a robot walking, why can't you have a robot making a robot? If a robot can walk, 
Like, well, someone, someone's got to maintenance them, right? You have one old guy with a toolbox. Nah, shit, it's broke, it's broke. <laughs> <laughs> Great robot to fix them. Yeah. Yeah, I think eventually it's going to be that way. The only thing we're going to have to, like, really, like, make us special is us. So, unless you're, like, a, a YouTube, like, star or online personality or whatever, social media Something star. Something you can't program. Like, there's everything else, it, pretty much everything you, the robots can do now. Make cars. They can, I'm sure if you're a doctor, they're already, I think they already have one uh, operation where, like, the doctor had, like, some VR shit. Where they were, like, controlling the, yeah, the, the robot hands or whatever. Hands. And they did surgery on, like, a grape or some other yeah. shit. Um, they've had that in, in medicine. I'm sure. 50 years from now, you don't think that shit going to, like, get advanced? They're going to be doing some more shit. I'm sure eventually, like in the legal system, they're going to be able to like compile a list of all the evidence or whatever. And but they have that now. They got uh, robots or programs who can like do um, legal research for you and shit. Yeah, who's like look back on all the other cases or whatever yeah. and like like an instant know, came up with some algorithm with the outcome and evidence that was provided or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can say, yeah, man, all this shit is not. We're not going to be necessary at all. It's just at some point, the only thing you're going to have special is being you. And I mean, I guess cool, even that you can create an algorithm for. Like you can create. What people find entertaining, uh, you can figure. You can kind of figure out, True. okay, you know these things, these type of traits people like. You can build a robot or whatever it, it is like that it. does that. Yeah. But the problem is, if you just have robots, then it makes it a little difficult, unless those robots have like feelings and shit. So that's why we're definitely more than 150 years away. I don't from, think so. Man. From obsolescence, man. Like, come on, man. Why? What? Are, what? Like why not? They're cutting out jobs. If they cut out, like I was listening to uh, Andrew Yang or whatever. He was talking about the. Uh, just the the truckers going away. They're having you know, uh, you know, big rigs or whatever going yeah. to automation. That shit affects everything. But that, that's like a rudimentary skill. Driving a vehicle, it, it's not difficult. But that affects a lot of shit. It does. But also, if you're a trucker, you probably get other skills True. because it's not that. Cr- that's like putting doors on a car. But it's the same fucking task over and over and over and over and over again. True. Like, yeah, they're gonna automate those. That it makes sense to automate those. You don't have the human error aspect. It's probably going to be cheaper. Why wouldn't you do it? It's on the truckers for not learning additional skills. Oh, I agree. I agree with you with that. So, I mean, I, I, I don't... That, there's a huge jump between driving a car and creating a robot YouTube sensation. What do you mean? Like, the what you need to program a robot to drive a car is not the same as what you need to program a robot to connect with millions of people. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Eventually, I don't know about, like you said, creating a robot to like, you know, be a celebrity or whatever, or an algorithm, like, you know, create happiness or whatever. But I think at some point, there's not going to be any jobs that we can do better than robots. Like, like why the fuck? Why? Like right now, like I don't go to like when I go to the grocery store, I don't check out with a cashier ever. I try not to. I always go self-checkout. It's a trick me, man. You got to do your own work, bag your own groceries. Yeah, but it's faster. It's cooler. Like I'd rather touch my own shit. I don't want somebody else's hands all on my shit. Just looking it's at in it, packages, man. Just looking at the just on the micro level. Like let me touch my own shit. Like it's faster that way. I I, I want to do it. If I want to pay with all singles, I don't want to feel weird. <laughs> you know, sixty-seven pennies in the machine. Like let me do my shit. Let me do my have my space. Like eventually, dude, there's not going to be any jobs that we're really needed for. And at that point, what do those people do? Who's like committed their lives to like trucking? Like, when they can't truck anymore, and when all these millions of truckers can't truck anymore, what the fuck they do? I don't know. Where the fuck they go? But they should be kind of forward thinking and look at it. I, it's not them. It's fucking, like you said, it's not. It's, it's, no, it is them. You think like, oh, shit. They come and take our jobs. I need to find something else. Like, yeah. they, if, if I'm a truck driver right now, I'm already looking at ways to pivot and, and do mm-hmm. some other shit. 
Yeah, true. I'm saying like, I feel what you're saying. Like, if it's a, a situation where it's like, all right, we're talking about beer. If they say, all right, they're not going to make Budweiser anymore. All right, you got to find another beer to like. Cool. All right, we can, you can do that. Yeah. But if you're talking about five million people, like, hey, you can't make money this way anymore. You got to do some other shit. Like, what's five million people? <laughs> <laughs> they're going to disrupt some shit, dude. And then you think about all those truckers or whatever, the gas stations that are affected. If you don't need to buy fucking buy gas anymore, like, what? why do you have a gas station? Then why do you have a cashier at the gas station? That's probably two or three people taking out right then. Wait, the cashier's going to go away. Yeah, it's, they're going, where are they going? Malls are shutting down. They can't get the little retail jobs anymore. You know, they, they can work on Amazon and piss in bottles. Uh, eventually, dude. Only thing you're going to have is yourself. Nah, man. There's certain jobs that it's going to be hard as fuck to automate. But like the, like the repetitive task... For, okay. Tell me one. Well, it's hard to automate. So, I mean, you're talking about the legal aspect of it. Um, Judge Dredd. What? I mean, Judge Dredd was a person. I don't know why I said that. Just he was a person. You can continue. Okay. <laughs> so, if you're like making an argument, okay. right? So, there's a difference between making like a logical argument and connecting with like a jury. So, it's going to be hard to program a robot to identify what the people in the jury need to hear in order to, to persuade them. Why do we have courts? Because, I mean, we've had courts for a long time. How else do you settle disputes? What if everything is known? What do you mean if everything is known? If you're saying, like, to everything connect is with known the jury, now. Why, why we have to connect with the jury? Oh, because the jury is the one who makes the decision. But you have a bunch of fucking robots. Decision on what? The, the trial. Of What's the trial about? I mean, various things. Tell me one situation. Um, say you have a contract dispute and it's going to the jury. Contract dispute about what? Like, I'm saying, eventually it's going to come to a point where everything can be figured out or everything is known. Like, this is the way the shit is. Like, if you have It's, it's a, like that now. No, nah, it's not that way now. Yeah, like, if you... All right, if I go down the street or whatever, or not me, just say a situation happens, somebody gets shot. The whole case is about, like, what happened, who did it, whatever. If we have automation where it's cameras all over the fucking place, robots walking around, like, that, sh- that footage is going to be available. But that like, probably wouldn't go to trial, though, either. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. why do we even need that whole situation? Well, you have a dispute. But what's what is the, the like the so dispute? It, okay even if everything is known right you still have a dispute between okay what what does this actually mean right like okay have I done anything wrong based on the law because the law is still crafted by people would you have robots write the laws yeah okay people program the robots to write the laws Amari yeah. so th- there's going to be inherent flaws in those things I get what you're saying I understand what you're saying but I'm saying eventually some real shit takeover can happen that's I mean, it's possible yeah if we're having robots doing everything I saw T two even if it's not just the robots taking over, it can be like a group of people where they can control the robots and like we're fucked. <laughs> you know? And hack the robots. Yeah, not, it might not be like you said, like a, a king, like like king robots, some iRobot or Eagle Eye type shit. But it can be like a group of people or one person or whatever, the, the creator of the robots or a hacker, like control everything. Like if we have automated cars or whatever, just self-driving cars. What's to stop somebody from hacking into those cars oh, if they can you, like a pop-up? You know that shit's gonna happen. That's gonna happen. It's gonna be some watchdog two shit out there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's all crazy, dude. And at some point, it's gonna be like fuck. Like we're like we don't like we're not needed anymore. Guess he's gonna put us on concentration camps. Uses the batteries. Yeah, yeah, man, that's that shit is scary to me when I'm thinking about it. Well, I can't think of a better note to end this podcast on than your fear of robots taking over. Automation. (laughs) Where can they find you, man? Uh, you find me on the website, man. Um, I we got the YouTube or YouTube. We got the Facebook group, but um, the website. TheWolfTicketsExperience.com. Uh, you can email there. It goes directly to us. Um, you can find us on Facebook. Um, I believe it's the Wolf Tickets Experience as well. We have a group. You know, if you uh, need me to add you, email us, comment, whatever. We'll add you to it, or just you know search for it and we'll you know add it, add you that way. Um, 
Personally, Instagram, Safari the Q, S-A-F-A-R-E-T-H-E-Q-U-E. And what about you? As always, Instagram, my social media platform of choice, uh, Mr. Westbrook3. And then Twitter, are you Randy too? And of course, Facebook, he's contact the, the, the podcast page, the Wolf Tickets Experience. Uh, we also have the IG page as well. Yeah. Um, you know, follow all that other bullshit. Um, email us at, uh, Wolf Tickets Podcast at gmail.com. Um, you know, questions, comments, concerns, all that jazz. Uh, we actually got a couple. I just forgot to fucking take a look at it. Emails? I think so. That's something confusing now or something else. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> There's some shit that came through I forgot to take a look at. So yeah. I-, I promise I'll get better at that. Uh, but as always, man, appreciate you guys just listening. We are out. Blech.